0: Hello everybody and welcome to me everybody's favorite part-time princess Lexi Royal. This is the debut episode of The Royal Tea. We did it. We 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 did what episode? Yes. Brilliant, fantastic. The point of this podcast is to have a nice little sit down and a chat with a variety of people both in and outside of the cross-dressing community. Now I understand there may be a little bit of concern that this podcast may end up being a little bit like BoJack Horseman Season 1 in being a little bit directionless at first. And just like BoJack Season 1, if you hang around long enough, the true brilliance will surely shine through. At least that's the intention. Today's guest appeared on Channel 4's documentary mini-series, Me To She, alongside the iconic wow man Patrick and is THE drag queen of tomorrow. It is none other than Lucy Luscious. Now without further ado, let us enter the royal castle and spill the royal tea.
1: Hello, I'm Lucy Luscious, I'm a crossdresser, and I, like Lexi, have been recently featured on a Channel 4 documentary. I also have a very uh, good Instagram, uh, which you should check out. That's Lucy Mm -hmm. underscore X underscore Luscious.
0: Uh, It's it's great to have you. It's great to finally have a catch up with you because we haven't spoken like, God, how long? Like since Bill and Keynes basically.
1: Years Um. ago
0: it's yeah <laughs> what was it was a year ago back in the um the grand um the grand old age age the grand old year um <laughs> of um of 2019 thank you so much for um for joining me in the um in my debut my podcast debut
1: Ah, um, it's a pleasure
0: it's a pleasure i um i wanted to I, I did like think about kind of getting some kind of um jingle for this but um I the only I I looked online and like for my podcast not to get taken down. it, the only thing ironically I could have is royalty free music, which is funny.
1: Uh, you could get yeah. elevator lift music because we're in the UK. Uh, lift music. Um, uh, yeah. I I actually just thought you were gonna say um, uh, I was gonna try and get someone famous in, but instead we're settling for Lucy today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are famous. You have a documentary about you now as well, and you have like how many followers on Instagram now?
1: I'll stop it. Um, uh, it's thirteen thousand. Oh, bloody hell! But, Get you cracking that um over ten k mark. But as you as you know, most of them are probably from uh, one area of the the world, uh, where all the oil comes from. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's it's lovely. You know, they're they're really nice actually. A lot of them, uh, a lot of the guys from, from some sort of Saudi Arabia and like the Middle East, so but and and obviously there's lots of lovely cross dressers on there as well and uh yeah just general enthusiasts
0: Ooh, it's um it's it's wonderful um i agree it's, the support is um wonderful so speaking of cuz the beginning you um you gave your instagram out so what um where did lucy luscious come from like where what was your process when you came up with that name
1: i think uh, i don't know where lucy came from i think i've kind of been sat on it for quite a few years um we, you know we're going back into the depths of time so i'm 30 years old and i probably started cross-dressing really properly when i was about nine i i had like an interest in it and i think it just sort of evolved over time i think i just sat with it i think um uh, but but the luscious part came from the fact that uh, it sounds really egotistical but you know that's 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 how we roll in this uh, you've got, this got
0: to bit. own it go for it yeah, yeah. i mean it's the beauty yeah. world doesn't it? You
1: know, um. Mm so we uh so we um only me um well me and me and my uh male counterpart decided to settle on uh, <laughs> uh luscious because a lot of people were sort of saying you know commenting on my lips and saying oh they're really they're really good you know it's sort of my pride essentially so so that's what kind of got me onto that idea i was like oh lucy luscious also, I think it works quite well as a drag name. So you know, just it, does. it cool. definitely,
0: it definitely does, which is really good for um, with kind of um, what you've been expanding into um recently. Uh, well, yeah,
1: the- Christmas is over now, but I am still expanding. Yeah, uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, expanding creatively. Um, but- or you have um, transcended into the world of drag, and you're doing a fucking exceptional job.
1: Um, oh, see, so you're but, you're too kind. You're a very good radio uh, show host.
0: It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the, I'm it's speaking bad. the truth, though, and I know I'm not the only <laughs> the only person as well. Um, so you, um, for the people who don't know and who aren't following you, but should, if they really should. Um, you have been recently uploading, um, some more kind of like drag looks or drag kind of inspired looks. You even had your first crack at um, styling a wig the other day, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> How did that go for you? <laughs> should, we, should
1: we talk about the experience? Uh, so, uh, I, Lex, have you ever styled a wig? I don't, have you?
0: It? No, I tried straightening a wig once and it ruined it and I've been too scared to go back. Oh my so. God, did
1: it turn into Lego hair? It did. Oh no. <laughs> um, I thoroughly checked out my wig before I touched it with any kind of heat uh, because I it's, my really, it's quite an old one now. I've had it for two years. And it was a lot. Like it was about twice the length at one point. We got really knotted, and you might remember it from because you were, yeah, you were at the first gender shake. Um, I wore it then, and that was the last time I wore it out. Uh, and then um, uh, yeah, uh, it got cut and sorted out by uh my ex, and then um, yeah, and and now I had it, and I just wanted to do something with it. I thought it was a bit bland and, and I went to see Cheryl Hole. so I don't know when this is going out but I went to see Cheryl Hole a couple of days ago and, and I really wanted to de- debut a drag look so I decided somewhere in my head I thought oh you know what I want to style a wig I'll try this one because it means that if it does die on me if she dies on me I've still got two more wigs to, to play around with so so I just got stuck in but um yeah so I made sure it was uh kind of heat resistant and i got stuck in i bought some um uh yeah i bought like hair um what are they called curlers so i bought some curling tongs and had a go at that first and uh it do you know what it came out all right it was okay um it didn't really work quite as well so then i got um on the friend uh, on on based on uh the lovely James Christopher Bradley's advice I went and bought some rollers and... Bring back uh, Amy James by the way, sorry cut you off <laughs> Yeah, yeah, did you say who killed Amy James? Bring back Amy James. Oh, I think she died
0: I, no, what? <laughs> who killed her?
1: <gasps> yeah, who killed Amy James? That should be your segment on this uh, this dear podcast But um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry um,
1: um, well, Or you should get him on here to explain himself at least but anyway, so so yeah, JCB um got me on the whole rollers idea, so I did that, and then I ran the hairdryer hair dryer over the top. It came up really well, actually. I was I was so surprised. I was, I thought I'd get Lego hair like you were describing just now, and it was yeah, it was quite nice. Um, I, and it's it's almost like another level in a way because it's it's like you you know when you've got to a level with makeup. You think, oh, what else should I do? You know, I feel like I've kind of got this down to a T. So what do you do next? You, you know, I'm, I've moved on to hair now and I'm just sort of trying to pick apart the, the beautiful world of hairstyling. But I I doubt I'll be a pro anytime soon. But it's just nice to have that, isn't it? So.
0: Hmm. It's it's something that takes practice and I'm presuming so the end product is what you ended up um, posting. And you really, <laughs> you looked really good. You look Thank amazing. You, you did much. a very, very good
1: job. So, Can I just say that I think it, part of the outfit that worked really well is, is the fact that I've got that orange um that orange dress and that is not mine that was given to me and this is a nice uh, lead through to the to the the documentary actually patrick uh bought it and brought it along and he basically mm. gave it to me after the documentary so
0: well, because that so nice.
1: well, well i i you know we went out that night uh to to the bar to do the big reveal and of course i had the dress and i was like well i can't really take it off so i can post it to you and he was like you know what love just keep it it's fine just keep it i was going to do a mank mank accent then but um
0: (laughs) go Um, for it
1: should we try it should we do a patrick impression
0: go on do it
1: um You know what, Lucy? It's fine. Just have it. Just have it. Just take it. No, that's terrible. Sorry, Patrick. If you're listening to this, please. Uh, that was <laughs> awful. But <laughs> just imagine. Just imagine this beautiful uh, Mancurian. No, it's not Mancurian, is it? That's different. What's what's uh, what's Manchester? What's, what's Manchester? Yeah, what's, the... what's the word? Yeah, plenty of roster. Um Is he even from Manchester? That's the next one. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Where? Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't God, yeah, that feels anyway. so
1: bad, Yeah. Anyway, this beautiful uh blonde uh superstar, you know, gave me this uh this dress. And 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 it's a it's a really nice, it's nice, it's a lovely outfit. I've I've not really taken it out much, but um it's definitely gonna come out more with me, I think. Oh, so yeah, Patrick. And that's so nice, so
0: nice that Patrick um um that patrick did that for you like patrick well patrick is just honestly um such a babe so um it's we well, well, kind of on i oh, go on
1: i was just going to say it's that thing isn't it where you're like uh i i, I get, there's so many situations where i'm like patrick you're so lovely that like, i think that sometimes like you are i, I just can't quite work out if like because when, when you meet people who've you know maybe been in tv or like have done things like that you know i know patrick's still starting out but i was like Oh, is is he? At at first, it's this whole thing about like, oh, is he? Um, is he genuinely kind of doing this, or is he actually kind of you know, and is he performing? And actually, having known him for a very short amount of time, but really well in that time, Patrick is one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met because he is just so giving, like he's so nice uh, to work with as well. I don't know if you had that experience in Manchester, uh, in in where I- wherever you filmed at least. It was Manchester, yeah. I know, I agree. Um, Patrick was
0: one of the most um, genuine and just my... Um, so whilst we're talking about the documentary, we may as well kind of talk about our experiences because I imagine you and me had very different experiences. So, like, we filmed in Patrick's flat. Um, and we, um, we started filming the second like I knocked on the door, I was already being filmed, um, which was a bit concerning, considering that I'd um, just got back from, like, a busy train station. I was rather stressed um so how did how did your like day start like did you actually just meet outside the shop or like did you meet up ahead of time somewhere else then do the pretend to meet in the shop
1: situation? well dar- well, darling they're all about tv aren't they they're all about get capturing that uh that that genuine moment so uh like you i well i didn't because we filmed over two days the joy of tv oh, magic
0: so we filmed over right. two
1: days so the first day was um, the sort of the outfit picking out and the, I did a, we've got to talk about this as well, cause it's really funny. Um, I'll, I'll touch a bit more on it later, but we basically filmed a whole, uh, about, I think it was about an hour of me making tea, um, <laughs> just talking about like what I was excited for, for the day, but Aww. every, but I had to make several cups of tea because the tea kept going cold and they wanted the steam. Anyway, we'll touch on that in a bit because uh, it's quite a funny story. But, um, yeah, so so it was two days. And the the first day I met Patrick properly and we were at um, Luke Vintage. That was the shop that we filmed in. But that was just like you. You know, Patrick came into the shop and I was like, oh, hello, Patrick. And I'd never met him before. Uh, but we hit it off like pretty much straight away. It was such a nice like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't standoffish at all there wasn't like any awkwardness really we were were playing off each other quite well I think performing around each other I got that Mm. sense from you two as well when you were together actually
0: yeah it was um yeah it's um I'm a person who it normally takes me a little while to figure someone out and to be comfortable kind of around them but with like and that's what was one of my concerns going into the documentary I was like oh what if I come across as like really frigid or unsure or um but like after like i walked through the door and like they um hit they linked me up with a is it a lapel mic is that the name yeah yeah um we are like a a, a five minute sit-down interview um where patrick would just ask me just basic questions and i just felt so at ease and i was like i can do this now i feel like a lot more calm so yeah patrick is i I love how much we're gassing up patrick but he is an
1: absolute babe but there is so much to say about him because he is so yeah, nice, uh, and it, I think it's just so so indicative of like the kind of the beauty industry that you expect someone to be a little bit, I don't know, and un- in you know non genuine or kind of just just sort of performing all the time and and actually to meet someone like Patrick uh, who has a very big stake, you know, he's he's doing a lot and he's doing a lot of good stuff and you can see why he's got so many projects on the go because people obviously want to work with him like he's such a nice guy. You should just yeah. rename this podcast to the Patrick uh, we, we Appreciation. Love Patrick. Yeah,
0: right. I'm gonna like have. It. I'm gonna get him on um at some point, so it's gonna be. Know, I'm just gonna be spending the entire time just talking. Can about you do him. A,
1: this is your life and just play all the clips back that we've all said about him over the last yeah, time. yeah, I can really <laughs> blush.
0: <laughs> um, so you filmed over two days, which was very um, interesting because my experience on a whole was it felt. And this is something that um, when I did Patrick's podcast, um, I said, and he he agreed. It's some, it felt quite rushed. So it's like we had to have a quick interview and then it was straight to makeup. And then it was straight to outfit one. And then I was out of outfit one within 10 minutes into the Legally Blonde look for another 10 minutes. Um, and then it felt a photo shoot, you know, for both quickly. And then we had to quickly head out because um, daylight
1: was running out. Um, how did the second day go for you? So this is really interesting. I I I don't envy you because I it was still a rush for me. So the second Ooh. day was really really a rush. The first day was a bit more chill because we we started off with doing all the cups of tea making in the, in the morning. And then um then we had lunch and then we sort of, you know, shot off down to to film with Patrick and then me and Patrick went out for a drink after as well just to, and we had a meal. Um so it was it was like quite nice to sort of to do that. Um this is why I I can imagine it being such a, a, almost like a bit of stressful, very stressful time to to, to do all of that, because not only are you in front of the camera, you you know, not only are you a cross-dresser and you're doing your whole bit about why you, you do what you do in your story. You're also aware of the fact that, you know, you're getting, you've got to perform, there's so many different elements to that performance, isn't there? You know, there's the camera, there's thinking about what you're trying to say, and not say anything that sounds a bit like you, you just want to make sure that you're on the record saying the right kind of things, because sometimes you know you can say silly things or you, you can come out maybe not in the quite the way you want to or articulating the certain points that you want to. And then there's the makeup that's going on. And then you're kind of trying to make sure it's all sort of real and it comes across really well with Patrick as well. So I think, well, at least this is what was going on in my head anyway, but, um, I think, yeah, even with two days, it still felt really rushed. the second day was was mad, actually. um uh, add what to that I,
0: like like how many hours were you filming for?
1: um, so I started about eleven o'clock on the second day and finished up at about seven, I think seven or eight.
0: Christ and
1: the a first, very busy day, then. yeah, and the first day we probably did like a, a I think it was like a ten to maybe eleven to four job 11 to five job service yeah it was a good um but i think with your with your documentary obviously they were just testing the ground um uh, and in a way and 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 i can imagine that the future um people who shall not be named um who do these these um shows these documentaries will probably get like you know they'll probably get like a this is your life kind of style um you know that all their family had sat in some studio somewhere, and they'll come out. Or well, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> they'll get like a whole week dressed or something. But as you move forward, like you know, they a they've got to do different things, and b, uh, you know, they get more resource because it, it proves to be popular, which is nice, you know. But it's just nice to be a part of that journey, really, isn't it? And I should imagine it probably feels the same for you. I I agree.
0: And I mean, you were the all, original, the OG. I, from the beginning, but it's nice, and this must feel nice, because, so, you and me, and um, Anna, retrospectively, as well, um, we are among the first to, you know, like, have, like, a documentary, and so, when you were speaking, as well, so, did you pay extra attention to what you were saying, because you wanted to articulate it correctly, because
1: you kind of felt you were representing the community, in a way? Oh, definitely, I mean, you know, out of the people that applied for it, um, you know, I knew there were some really good voices, and really good people that were applying for it and i in a way you know there's only ever going to be say a handful of people when they told me i was on there you know i wanted to make it a thing so that you know people can watch it and really feel like oh wow this you know this person's on something and actually i am looking to get into cross-dressing or i'm trans or gender fluid or i'm somewhere on the spectrum and for them to then go well if this person can do it then maybe it's actually quite achievable Um, Hmm. So I guess in a way, actually, it was kind of good that they didn't show any of my cross-dressing pictures because they probably, because I went to Patrick, like you did, and, you know, we both had that kind of experience that someone would get if they went to a dressing service. uh, It meant that it was kind of more accessible to people, I think, as well, because if, if they showed us, showed them pictures of us sort of dressed, I think it might have made them a bit more Alien to that fact, the you know the wide variety of people that were watching it, who maybe and some of them might have wanted to get into cross dressing, um, mm-hmm. or or were cross dressers and wanted you know just needed that support. Uh, in a way, I kind of and I think, you know, this is why now I'm from the documentary, and I know you're doing the same thing with a lot of the podcasts and stuff. is is about talking about how I'm very much of the opinion now that I want to get into doing more how-to tutorials and videos from that cross-dresser angle, because I think there are some out there, but a lot of them, you know, I've had to watch a lot of um, makeup tutorials. I've probably watched about a thousand hours of makeup tutorials.
0: A lot of them are bad, aren't they? A lot
1: of them are bad, but um, the ones that are really good are the ones that maybe, you know, you wouldn't necessarily associate with the community. You wouldn't, you, you would say, uh, well, you know, like, I mean, the closest thing I can think of that kind of crosses into our, our kind of world is like maybe people like James Charles who are, are doing it. And, but you you're kind of taking something away for men as well uh, that want to present as women. I, I, I don't know. I think you're watching, you you know, you watch a YouTube video and it's a woman doing her makeup, but obviously women have different facial structures. Women don't have to do certain things like women don't always have hooded eyes you know hooded eyes mm. are such a thing for men um oh, yeah, yeah. that's not to say that like men have it hard obviously women have it really hard daily lives um i'm just saying that if you want to present as a woman you have to do certain extra things i think to 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 make it more achievable mm.
0: so um, you want to like so and which is it's in quite inspiring that so that's kind of what has kind of spurred you on so from the documentary that's you know that is the next step for you, which is great because it's almost like you're giving back to the community in a way and um, having, because you are right. A lot of makeup tutorials, they don't account for male features like um, five o'clock shadow. There's loads of text tutorials on how to hide five o'clock shadow, but any of the videos are kind of a bit vague. And um, so I totally understand. And that's such a good idea. So yeah, that's, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I think it's just such a, a kind of a territory that um maybe you know you must see it as well on instagram and and sort of around around the internet you know you see a lot of people a lot of dressers who maybe want to get better and they approach you and say ah oh, you know can you show, give me some tips and you're like well i can't really give you tips in a paragraph but i can maybe try and do a video for you or something and and hopefully that'll help but they really want to learn it's just that they're sort of stuck in a rut really because they can't and also, I think it's about the fact that like they'll see a makeup tutorial as something that isn't for them and actually you know I do think that there needs to be more catering towards like you know male face shapes um how to um work with hooded eyes how to work with your eyebrows because a lot of men have like bushier eyebrows so you know maybe you don't want to have to do anything with your eyebrows maybe you want to keep them that way but there are ways that you can make them look a little bit slimmer or just cover them up. You know, there's, there's a really good, I've been covering mine up lately and actually they look really like you can get a really nice shape if you learn.
0: So this, this all sounds like a wonderful idea. And it sounds like
1: it's really untapped
0: territory really, um, which, so is this what's next for Lucy Luscious?
1: I think so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you heard it first, a... chaps and chapettes. Uh, uh, I don't know why I said that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, more ladies that probably are listening to this right now. Um, yeah, I, it's definitely something I'm moving into um, more. I just think there's so much that people, you know, people do want to learn. And I know speaking per- from personally, from my perspective, like there was so much that I had to dig for sometimes just to learn. And I think it would just been so much better if it was more freely available to people. It was more out there in the economy.
0: Yeah, like if it was like a lot more accessible, um 'cause like like you say, it's just um I well I mean of course I'd support the idea anyway, but it's wonderful that that's kind of what you're um like so do you have any like plans to kinda of bring that into motion anytime soon, or are you just sort of still kinda of like trying to oh, and this is like for the next topic I want to talk about, are you just sort of like still experimenting with drag looks in the meantime before you Plan on doing these kind of like how to videos and such. Yeah,
1: um, the content is definitely coming, and there are lots of uh things going on at the moment, which I won't go into too much because the, it will all reveal itself soon. But um, spoilers, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Um, but there's definitely like it's moving in that direction, so there will be there will be uh, a, a, I, I at least will be creating some kind of um place for that. Obviously it's you know there should be lots of different things that like we were saying the other day you know there's like a network of cross-dressing things and gender fluid and trans platforms that aren't you know on Pornhub or aren't like uh so you know not everything has to be attached to sex you know and Mm. and 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 sex is not not uh doesn't go hand in hand with things like cross-dressing trans and, and gender fluid kind of Expression that's not how it works, you know. Sex is beyond that, isn't it? And but yet, we still, I think a lot of the community gets lumbered in with that, uh, with which that is unfortunate. Stigma, yeah. yeah, which is unfortunate.
0: Um, do you think it would be like a YouTube type job, or would you like are you planning on like doing a blog, or would you not? You don't, you don't have to disclose if you want to keep way up, <laughs> it's fine, but just
1: uh, it'll be a bit of everything, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm not. It's it's still quite uh, young at the moment. Um, but uh, keep your eyes peeled, and uh, I will be revealing some new stuff soon, so you can click through and uh, have a look at what we've got ready for you.
0: Mm, Okay. So that's very interesting. So, um, speaking of um, going back to drag. So you have recently um expanded um your looks um into drag. Um, who? Like, are there any queens you look up to who kind of inspire you? It doesn't have to be just UK queens; it can be just in general.
1: Um, I think uh, so I went to see Cheryl Hall recently, and actually, that was really good. She's she's really good. Um, I know she didn't come. I think she got into like, is it fourth or third in Drag Race? But um. I...
0: I can I be honest? So I stopped watching after Scaredy Cat got kicked out oh, <laughs> after see. the second week. <laughs> see,
1: yeah, I'm I, I'm one of the rare people that's probably not in in Scaredy Cat's camp, but I I do get why why uh, why we all have like why a lot of the dressers have an affinity with it because uh, again I think that thing about Scaredy Cat being the first kind of well I th- was she is she by yeah yeah by she's, so she's by but point is more straight than most of the people that go on drag race mm-hmm. uh that that whole point uh I think it was nice for a lot of us in the community to see I still yeah I I, I stand by I, I I love blue blue hydrangea and show um I think bag of chips is quite funny uh Vivian I really I did appreciate but I I wasn't so on 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 her but um but yeah, Cheryl. For some reason, I think it's Cheryl. I think it's the look. Like I just really like how much attention she pays to sort of the makeup look. Uh, that is her thing—the glam, the kind of just the shape of how she does things and kind of how she composes it. So that, that kind of caught me on to that thing and with her. And then um, yeah, we we went along to the event the other day. Uh, it was quite quite dramatic actually. There it was there it was, was a moment uh, where. Cheryl invited two two girls on stage, and um, and one of them decided to shove her uh, halfway through a set. I didn't like heard about this there. on Twitter. Yeah, like, so, like you were there, so like, can so you like elaborate? Uh, Lucy Luster here, reporting from the scene. Um, <laughs> the royalty, and that's the royalty. The, the royal, the, yeah, the royal the royal correspondent. Uh. <laughs> it was just you know, obviously in in the song because they were doing breakup, so um in breakup i think there is a bit of like kind of tussling but that is staged and that is the the queens it's not people pushing out of um and i do think the two of them were either drunk or on something um it's just i mean there's there is this rule i didn't know about it but i was told about it by my friend there is the rule that you know no drag is not a contact sport so and i think that's quite that that shows something, doesn't it, about the community? The fact that like people feel it's okay. I, I, I suspect it's men as well. Uh, mm. I think it's okay to to maybe, you know, the the fact that they need to say drag is not a contact sport. It's interesting, isn't it? I think that feeds into cross dressing as well. Like the fact that, you know, when we go out a lot, you know, we will get some non not welcome attention. Put it that way. Sadly, yeah. Um, um, sadly, yeah. Just the way it is. Yeah. So, I think it's just about respect, and 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 that that that. So that that event was was quite shocking, and I think it blew up on Twitter as well. Anyway, it, it was funny. Um, not for Cheryl. I think it was quite quite bad for. It's good of her It's so good of her that she came back on there because I think, you know, if you're sharing a stage with someone who's fought or worked really hard, you know, she's she's trained as a dancer, like, she's. She spends hours on that makeup. I don't know whether people do it for her now, but you know the point is that she's perfected that look you know she's got her personality that's a character she gets up on stage she does that you know she drag race is 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 a thing in itself like there's so much you have to do and I think you only have a couple of hours just to work on outfits you know mm. that whole thing is such an art and even i I would argue even more so than like say you know. Uh, you get people like Beyonce or Lady Gaga or someone like that who have probably about 30 people behind them but a lot of drag queens will do almost everything themselves and that is something that you have to take a lot of they should take pride in and Hmm. if if someone comes on stage they're welcomed on stage and then they decide to shove that person it's like it is quite outrageous really but hey you know that's people isn't it so
0: the general part's of the general public for you. Just on a whole, um, the general public are a bit shit, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, which is which is awful. So, so Cheryl Hole, um, I imagine, so is one of your inspirations. Do you have any more or, or any lesser known queens? Or... I would say
1: the thing with a lot of queens for me is that I don't really do the whole drag thing necessarily because of one or two or three people. I do it, you know, you, you, I, I'm much more of a person that will take ideas from say three or four people I I have a little save tab on Instagram uh and you know you, I just bookmark everything and then I'll um I'll come back to it later when I want to do a drag look so I'll look I'll, I'll and I draw things out as so I've got a little book and I'm drawing out all my kind of ideas so I draw out my eye shape and then I try and play around with some of the ideas like how you know so that's how I find I learn best so I don't really I've never really wanted to sort of have that kind of singular person to look up to. Um, But I'd say there are lots of like people, local queens and stuff who are are much more kind of, um, you know, I see them and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, they're quite good, aren't they? Uh, But again, I don't really have names as such. I I think I just it's just a a broad range of different people who, who really inspire them.
0: Hmm. That's so cool that you um you do that. I like the idea that you have the um the little like um bunch of like Instagram posts that are um, that are bookmarked. That's so interesting. And so like li- sat here listening to you, it, it, you're literally a queen in the making. Um, like listening to the story. So like, are we going to be seeing you on Miss Drag UK next year or the year after that, or maybe even Drag Race UK? Ooh, could you imagine?
1: <laughs> uh, well the the plan is to uh practice like a lot of wig styling um i want to get into dressmaking properly as well uh, so i can practice that get you know get a lot of like um the character right as well so i've got a couple of character ideas uh and and just kind of just get that together and then we'll see we'll see we'll definitely see miss drags Mm -hmm. uk does does seem like quite a fun thing to do but um if i don't do any of that i will at least probably try and set something up on on YouTube, or start getting, you know, start doing. um I'll Tell you someone who is quite an inspiration. Um, it's just funny, really. I don't know if you ever seen Holly Stars, but she's she's quite funny.
0: Um, mm. I I sadly haven't. I'm so bad with names. Should, I don't recognize. No, you
1: anything. should uh, you should check her out because she's quite funny. She does some hilarious little videos, and uh, sometimes political. But um, that's the kind of the queen that I want to be. You know, it's, I can't do lip sync to save my life. I can sing to a degree. I can probably do a bit of funny song making. Um I have done that in the past in other ways, but my, I'd say it's probably in my acting or my comedy. Well, comedy in loose terms. <laughs> Let's put that in inverted yeah. commas. <laughs> um, I'd say those are the, probably the, the things that I would take uh, into a performance. And, you know, if people hate it, then they hate it. So, yeah, there you go. Oh
0: I... Yeah, that's, that's definitely, yeah, absolutely. Um So, Um, I I maybe I was kind of imagine what your answer is now hearing what your answer was regarding Queen. But so do you have any like just regular fashion inspirations, any celebrities or just people in general? Just people of well, as funny it can be anyone, it doesn't have to be anyone of like notes. Just do you have anyone that you could have view as um like a large inspiration from like how um you dress because something. Um, something I love about you, Lucy is that you so you dress so dynamically, so it's like the um you are so individual of how you dress and it works so well for you um like do you like, have any inspirations for like that initially, or like do you just sort of like just see experiment
1: until you find the outfits that work for you? I've gotta be honest again, like I don't really have so I'll pick things up but i'm I'm actually really really shit when it comes to uh, fashion i'm I'm awful uh <laughs> Um, I, I wouldn't know, to be honest. Cause, I think the only yeah. outfit that I've actually, one of the only outfits I bought myself. No, I did have some quite nice dresses last year. Um, I don't know if you remember, I think when I came to yours, I had like that summer dress. It was quite nice, that floral one. Ooh, um, yeah. It was like orange. And I did quite like that one. Um, But obviously I, I've touched on it before, but like the Patrick outfit, so that's the outfit Patrick gave to me. I've also had a couple of things bought for me. Um, which really like that's the style. So I, in a way, I have got a bit of a stylist, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, who who
1: buys me things. Um, uh, and I'd say uh, Bridget Bardot ends up being quite a big influence in that respect. Um, uh, and that's opened me up to a lot of like the '60s and that sort of the vintage uh, era, and that's something that I do enjoy. But I also enjoy. I think the the one dress that I've bought myself that I really love and was quite proud of for finding is that pink dress. So is that a pink dress with like a V and then it, obviously it shows off the, uh, the cleavage. Um, yes.
0: That, yeah. I love that dress yeah. too. So that I wore that. Wonderful. It's my pride
1: outfit. Um, and I'll, I'll be wearing that to your birthday. Um, Ooh. so it'll be coming out again. Uh, but yeah, I just love that dress. That, that was nice. Um, and that has a story as well. Cause it's obviously, it it was, when we were in Pride, we were walking through the parade and there was hundreds of people, you know, waving. It was quite an interesting experience, wasn't
0: it? How was that experience for you? So because so I was I was at the 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 Shake Pride event, however, because of my back, I opted out not to actually oh, be in yeah, the parade. So yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so how was the, the parade experience? Because you were waiting around for ages, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't think I'd, I'd either do something very different or. Not at all, um, next time around because it was such a uh, my legs were were killing. I think we were stood up for about five or six hours. Um, god, I I, I do believe we got got it wrong and we might have missed our slot, so I think that's why we had to wait around for so long. Really, Um, I thought it was just because the parade on a whole was just unorganized, was what I heard. Good lord, okay, I'm not sure, but that was something that floated around. But I think obviously London's such a big place as well. I'm sure if you did pride somewhere a bit smaller, it might be a bit more, you know, a bit more fun. I think it was even just going home. Like we we were stood on a train and it was packed. It was absolutely packed going back to Milton Keynes, and it was just mad. Like you know, if if you ever want to be baptized in fire, go to a pride event and then stand in a sardine like a sardine. You know, dressed with all your makeup on and your boobs out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you
0: <clean your> <laughs> <What a> lads <laughs> that that is that
1: is baptism baptism in fire i have to be honest but um god yeah i don't think quite honestly i think i'd definitely take part in some way maybe the after party or because we didn't really we had to go home early so we didn't really get to hang out with a lot of you guys um uh at the end um but it would be good to to do more of that really i think i love the celebration of it i don't necessarily like the that big, you know, standing around for five hours—that was that was a bit too much, I
0: think. Yeah, that does. I I could certainly understand that. So there is um talk amongst um our like little and the gender shake groups, which is who who because I love how it's something I love about the community is how there's little groups, um and we all come together sometimes. Um, so our um group is talking about potentially going to um, Manchester Pride, which isn't that Sparkle. I don't know if Manchester Pride it or is Sparkle. Or the sparkle. Yeah, is. I think so. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of that as it's, it's an event which is already organised, which means we can all just sort of tie along um, and we can all um, um, go along to that, and I the general consensus from what I've heard is that um, people who've been in the Pride what been in the Pride Parade once they don't really want to be in it again they want to go to another event, so Manchester and it seems, is Manchester like a, not central is it an easier location for a lot of people to get to? because I think London was like a pain for a lot of people because that's like really far down south and it seems there are a lot of girls who are more
1: um northern and um more in like the middle of yeah the country. I, I i think so i think manchester is i mean for me it's a trek um but actually uh i don't think it is as much i think uh, london and manchester are probably yeah there's a couple of hours difference but um yeah for for me manchester's probably I think that would be, I do you know what as well? I say this about Bristol, Bristol and kind of London. The events just seem so spread, like sort of spread out. And then you go to places like Leeds, um, and Manchester, obviously very different in size. But it's, there's obviously a street or a scene that you can go to, and there's actually lots of other crossdressers there. Whereas hmm. you either go, you either go out to drag nights in bristol or london or you sort of kind of go to lgbt bars and you'll meet sort of people but the, yeah there's like like leeds have got leeds first friday you know which is a bit more of a a, a sort of gender fluid event yeah um, but but there's definitely not so much of it down here I don't, I, it's just not so as open you know i think it's weird it's really odd because you would think of bristol as being quite a a city for that, but it's it's not. Maybe it's just so accepted that people don't really need to. Um, but my friend did put it in a nice way. He said the, the Northerners are a bit, um, you know, northern Northerners have always been. It's more of a don't care what people think kind of attitude, I think, and 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 that is <laughs> that's just, that, yeah. you know, sort of, <laughs> um, yeah, and and that that definitely shines through. If that if that is the case, that's probably why.
0: Um, could it be like just so there's been no one like who has had the brainwave, um, like in Bristol? To like, oh, that's this could be you. This could be one of your future projects. You never know. But
1: okay? <laughs> like, you were the one to organize this. Um, we'll see how the blog goes. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There are events. There are definitely events, but it's just it's different. It's very different to what you would get in Leeds. I think um, the fact that you've got a Leeds First Friday, which is a, a fixed event where you can go and and there's a lot of safe places safe places for crossdressers and and trans and and gender fluid people um it says a lot you know bristol doesn't really have that they have like really good drag events definitely local ones but yeah just there's no fixed event pride's probably the closest and that's only once a year so so yeah it's it's an interesting thing to explore
0: Hmm. um Right, so I'm going to load up the um the comments for. Oh, um, we're in the comments round. I want it's to move hot. on to the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah the quick fire. Um, do, 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 do. I can't do that kind of. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. We're we so, Um,
0: was there anything that you um? So so I will look at the comments, but just I'll ask you just so free hands. So hopefully you can remember. Um, was there anything that you was compared to? Um, that you found amusing, so like in my documentary, um, I was compared to Sid the every like seventh comment, which is ugh, but it, it's kind of funny. I kind of find it funny, so I can kind of shrug off. But were you compared to um anything, or yeah, anyone?
1: yeah, I was. Uh, there was quite a funny comment. Uh, I think someone said, I, I find it hilarious because I, I know exactly what scene they're talking about as well. So, I uh, so I'll give you about. Bit of backstory, um, I obviously I, I don't walk in heels that much. And and when I dressed, uh, when I got dressed with Patrick, we obviously we we went in heels. I was very dressed, very dressed up, very glam. Um, and so because I'm not used to walking in heels, I definitely walk much more blokey in heels at the moment. Uh, to be fair to me, it was a cobbled uh, surface, so I think that's quite hard to to, to walk in. So oh god, fancy. yeah,
0: absolutely. So nightmare.
1: So anyway, at this scene I, I walked through getting ready to go through the door to, to see my friends. I looked down at the comments and it just made me it's it was in stitches. Someone said you know, there was all these lovely comments about uh I was like, Oh, it looks great, it looks amazing. And then underneath someone put still walks like Les from Benedorm. And I, I don't <laughs> know I don't know who Les from Benedorm is, but I can imagine who Les from Benedorm is just by that comment. So that was that was quite funny, yeah. Funny going um
0: so um, i'm scrolling through the comments right now and there are a lot of comments like but how did he get those beautiful bosoms yeah i think it's
1: the breastplate and the boobs Uh, uh, do you know what i when i first started cross-dressing i think the the idea of having breastplates I i think i only discovered breastplates probably about two or three years ago I just didn't I always thought like, oh, there must be like some prosthetics that people can wear and like body suits and stuff that you can you know, these really expensive I think they're about what are they five, six hundred quid, seven hundred quid? Yeah. Buying full like body like bodysuits. Um, which would you probably die in. Um but I mean you can get like fake uh ladies uh, private parts and things as well, which is really weird. Uh I don't know
0: why you'd want them? I don't know like it's what. quite
1: a big thing in in like in Japan and Korea, isn't it? like they' could, I've seen quite a few videos with them they wear those masks as well, don't they they oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the... the... yeah. Oh. they literally look like that guy from Halloween uh oh my... <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Krueger, isn't it? Oh, um,
0: so God, just oh. or is that a nightmare on I can't.
1: Yeah. The one with the face mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah, so it's quite funny, but yeah, I never, I didn't discover them until quite recently. And then, um, they are very expensive, very expensive things, but they're very durable and they really do improve your look. I think, you know, it's I, before I had that breastplate, I definitely felt, well, I've, i've got a lot of scarring from sort of spots and things on my chest so i don't really like getting it out um mm-hmm. and even when i shaved my chest i had a few comments from people saying you know or oh, you you'd look a lot better if you shaved your chest and i went oh, i have shaved my chest it's just the scarring looks like you know hairs because um, mm-hmm. uh, i like i like wearing that sort of the the um what's it called the v-neck or like the v the v-line or the um, like plunged type dresses. I like wearing them because I think uh, I d- it's so not what I would do as a man. I would walk around with a vest top that's like down to myself, sort of, you know, and I don't really, I'm not an exhibitionist in that sense. That sounds really bad. I'm not, uh, I'm not like that way inclined when I'm a man. I like to dress quite, I like to wear like jumpers and t-shirts and stuff. I like to kind of cover up. I don't like to walk around too much naked. Mm. So, t- to show a little bit more flesh, even if it's not your own flesh, is, is quite, I don't know, it's quite exhilarating for me because it's sort of it's like the complete opposite of what I'm like day to day. You know, if people see me gardening and then I tell them that I'm a crossdresser who likes to put makeup on and walk around with a breastplate, you know, they, they probably just look at me going, what? You know, if they, if they found me in that respect and that I hadn't warmed them to the idea of me being a crossdresser through Instagram you know a lot mm-hmm. of people's impressions of me are what and a couple of people have had to do a double take you know it's it is because they are so polar opposite
0: yeah it's um, but isn't that like do you find cuz i i relate to that completely cuz that's how i um feel like about how like i when i dress and compared to like me in um, in guy mode um isn't that like the parallel is cool how polar opposite kind of they are and it's almost empowering in a way like how different the different forms are
1: yeah, definitely. And I I think one of the reasons why I don't, I'm not as gender fluid as maybe I could be is because I do, I have enjoyed living in, in that kind of gardening, dirty, you know, picking up mud, so muddy fingers and kind of just being a little bit rough around the edges. Um, I enjoy that aesthetic as much as I enjoy being like clean shaven, lots of makeup, uh, uh you know breastplate and and heels you know i enjoy both of them and there's room for both of them in my life so but it's still i think that's one of the reasons why i did get chosen for that documentary it wasn't just because of the reveal it was because i present so differently day to day To, and that's not obviously you know i really do admire people that um do the gender fluidity and i would do it more often and i probably will do it more often now that I've got more confidence and I've come out to a lot more people, don't know if you feel the same. I mean, I know that you, you have, you know, you you've been in in the car before. You've just walked around, sort of dresses as, as Lexi. So, I, I, I'm guessing it's sort of a similar thing for you. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely feel more confident when I'm dressed. Definitely. There's there's, so there's way more.
0: Does um. Oh, I feel this is such a generic question at this point, which you've probably been asked by Patrick. And also, I imagine you're also asked this on the day. Does dressing, as it, like, helps you love yourself more? And I mean this in, like, the best way, because I feel really, it's like, in 2020, you are seen as vain if you love yourself, which is a really bad mentality. It's like, it's just, there is so much negativity in the world. I think you should be allowed to love yourself and, like, love how you dress or how you act. So would you say dressing... Um, has made you love yourself on a whole, as you know, you both your my um, like gardening self, as that was the example
1: you gave, and obviously as Lucy. Sorry, when you said you love yourself, I kept thinking of um, that song "I Touch Myself," and I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, <laughs> 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 Lexi's talking right now. Um, but it's just, it's just they sound so similar, don't they? Um, uh, yeah, yeah self love is really important, and I, I honestly, I think people who say that, oh, they're so vain. I just think either they're coming from a place of insecurity, or they're just they're just jealous. It's like that everyone everyone has room to be to love themselves in some way. Like there's there's you know it, it even it, even if you don't want to put a dress on, like if you just want to go and do some painting or something, like Ooh. you know it's just just enjoy that time. Uh, I'm really bad, actually. I I can't. So one of the things I struggle with at the minute is that um i I don't like being I don't like a lot of alone time so I struggle with that but I think in a way that kind of dressings Lucy and being different uh, you know being a different person you're not you don't ever feel alone because you're like oh I've got someone else here I can be someone else as well as myself and it's yeah. like a, it's like positive um personality disorder <laughs> <You> know, multiple <laughs> yeah, personality.
0: Like ideally, so, I
1: totally, yeah. And I think, um, you know, Lucy's just growing and developing, and, and is is taking her life for herself. You know, so life, life for herself, and it, it's kind of, she's just going to carry on growing, and, and there's not, you know, there's no stopping her. So. Uh, and that's exciting. I imagine there must be such an exciting feeling for you,
0: cause I think. I think so. Know. Yeah.
1: I mean, the one of the things I really want to do this year is go on holiday and just dress, but you know. Ooh. Wouldn't that be fun? We should do a gender shake uh, abroad. That'd be quite fun. Oh my god! So
0: I'd love to. So I know this isn't quite. So when you say holiday, I I imagine you probably mean somewhere kind of like sunny. To me, holiday would be somewhere like Amsterdam or something like that, which is also that's very gonna be really fun. Me.
1: Yeah, that'd be really uh, fun.
0: Like a gender shake Amsterdam thing, and I I
1: have no doubt we would end up doing certain something there because I you know if we did, go, you, I there's I've got this idea in my head. I really want to do a look um, based on that. It's that kind of, you know, what girls, you know, women walk around with, like, um, you know, you got the trainer look, I mean, the trainer look, and then it's like, uh, sort of like, not jogging, like jogging bottoms, a hoodie, but that's that like kind of fashion, isn't it? Like, like that kind of thing, and then like, a yeah, really I know, way. That's what I'm thinking. Like, just doing like a, a bit more of a, um, I really want to do like a really downplayed, but still looking pretty. Glam, you know James Charles does it a lot, doesn't he? Wears the, the hoodies and then he's got like a really like powerful face, but it's just sort of calm but that... like so yeah, calm, oh, glam but casual. There we go. Yeah, that cash glam, and that's what I do in Amsterdam, definitely. The four twenty look, so, isn't it? You know yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the four, the four, because 20. you do it four times a week for twenty hours. That's why
0: I absolutely, absolutely, and there is no other. Yeah, that is precisely the no, reason. There's no I'm other going. reason. No, 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 none but, at all. No. Um. So I've I've still this whole time I've been scrolling through comments looking for an interesting one that um I'd like to put to you and see if you can of quote the response for it. So um, God, I'm not going to name the woman who <laughs> wrote this, but um, so this is so it's amazing there is so much support. Um, but I thought it'd be interesting to so um to raise a comment like this. So what's being your true self about fainting painting a false face on? This was a comment that was very common. In my documentary comment section as well, I don't know if it's um, the same in Anna's. I imagine it probably is as well. Yeah. What is your response to that? Like, what is being true about um, you know pending false face on? Like, what's your response?
1: I think the really tricky thing with the duck is that, you, you, in a way, because we, you know, we present in a certain way, and obviously this was me going to Patrick and him him giving me a look. So the first part of that, I'd say, is that she has a point because in a way it's Patrick bringing that out of me and it's not me doing it to myself. So it's kind of in a way it's not me bringing out my true self because if I bring out my true self, I probably, me personally anyway, because I, I do make, you know, I, I practice makeup a lot. Um, it would be me doing it to myself. So I'd be, you know, that would be me expressing myself in a way. But the other thing I'd say is that because of what we want to achieve as cross-dressers, if the passability thing is a factor for us, then unfortunately, we, you know, that that means putting on some makeup. It does mean like contouring your face to make it a certain way or, you know, sometimes you might have to overline your lips because you've got tiny lips, you know, or like i was saying about hooded eyes, you have to go a little bit more bold with your eye look even if it's a a neutral color you have to Mm. maybe cover your eyebrows and draw eyebrows on because your eyebrows are too thick or they're too low or you know so in a way you are being your true self just because you're painting your face that's just allowing you to be who you want to be that's your true self Yeah. at least at least the makeup allows you to enable your true self to come out because it gives you the confidence to express yourself in that truest sense Mm. um
0: yeah i think that's that's a wonderful response
1: you could write a whole essay about that really couldn't you because i mean what is true and we're (laughs) all facets (laughs) of you know there's we're all facets of you know i act differently around you than i would act differently around my my parents you know it, we just we just present in different ways all the time, and and so that in in a way that kind of normalizes cross dressing because we all just... wear masks to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we just wear very literal masks. Right? Yeah. we're not we're not, we're not we, you know we haven't got that Korean, sort of Japanese kind mm-hmm. of Oriental fa- fascination with wearing masks. But... <laughs> it's like that yeah, still haunts more... me. That still haunts me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see accounts like that on Instagram sometimes. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, no, I do, and then when I get a notification of someone, and I like, oh, who followed me, oh god, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a fright. Um, so, um, so you and me, um, are both in the um the community, and I feel, um, I feel now especially after the documentary, so I feel you and me both took the lead, um, and Anna now as well. Um, we all kind of like took the lead, um, as kind of. Getting the word out there that like you don't have to be gay to be a crossdresser and, and painting crossdressers in like a more positive light. But what, just like any community out there, um, the crossdressing one in particular has its ups and downs and various kind of issues. What is your opinion on the crossdressing community on a whole?
1: Um, I think it's a really exciting place. I mean, I came to the crossdressing community. I just happened to decide one day. I think I was on a I was on a site before. I was on a, like a random crossdressing site before that was my first move and and then I just really I decided to get an Instagram and I was like you know I've got to keep this private so I kept it private for a while but it's just slowly and short sure, but surely I mean g- GenderShake has so much to th- I have so much to thank GenderShake for being the person I am now because I mean it's partly you searching it out but it's also partly what people offer you and mm. what people will ha- opportunities people are offering. And I think to to be a part of that group, that gender shaped group and, and to still be a part of that gender shaped group and for it to have grown into this sort of thirty plus community of people and then a wider community which stretches across, you know, two con well across the world but in, in two other continents. Mm. Um it's just mad, isn't it? It's just kind of I just think social media has made it so much easier um so it's really nice the community is important because it makes us all feel welcome and well hopefully welcome for everyone but I definitely feel welcome and you know I think it it just it's like talking to your mates like it's just so funny it's like I've got a little address book of people you know and I'll touch in I'll touch in um I'll drop in and, and sort of get in touch with people and and see how they are and you know we, we've got lots of messages going forward backwards and forwards mm. and i think it's really important especially when people start talking about purging or they start talking about l- low ebbs in their sort of lives you're there to support them as well
0: there's a great support that there is definitely uh, an amazing support network um in this community and it's obviously uh, this is mainly on instagram as well there are a couple of people who um so sadly, they have purged all their items in the past, but then they've come back and then the community has been able to kind of um, show that it's okay for them to kind of have this side and for them to express themselves. So yeah, it's very, I, I totally understand how, um, yeah, the community um, is, it's welcoming as well, exceptionally welcoming.
1: I think there's still more, that, and this leads us back to that point about this whole network, this whole kind of media network that we that there should be for, for people who are wherever they are on the spectrum, um, because, you know, like there's, there's, there's still such a hole, like there's still such a, a lack of that at the moment. And it would be nice to, to have more of that again, you know, so people maybe outside of the spectrum can understand it more. And obviously the, the effect of gender shake and other events like that and networking allows, um, that to be more normalized, you know, and documentaries as well. Hmm. But I just think if we're doing more and more of that over the next few years, I think people really will start to see it as, you know, and I'd like to say, uh, just uh, touching on what you said earlier, like, you know, obviously regardless of whether you're, you're gay, you're straight, you're bi, you're pansexual, you're, um, any number of the other kind of types, um, uh, you know the, whether you want to dress as a man or a woman or or in between you know it's it's kind of irrelevant it's 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 separate from that you know like the two exist differently uh separately mm-hmm. and so you can be any one of those things and want to do something else you know there's so many little fast like so many little you know somewhat like it is quite complicated sometimes because you'll get someone coming to you and say so you know a bio queen a bio queen is a drag queen who is biologically a female, uh, and then you get an AFAB queen who's also the same thing. But you know, there's lots of labels floating around, which maybe people find quite confusing. But the point is that really, what unites everyone within this community is that we express ourselves, um, and and we we freely express ourselves, even yeah. if even if we've got private accounts and you know we've only got 20 followers you're still you're still expressing yourself because you're still pressing that upload button and you're still maybe writing a caption and I think people, people overlook that that's actually a really powerful thing because you, you, that's you opening up to the world and saying here I am this is what I do yeah no I um I completely I completely agree it
0: does seem and I also hope that with, because I imagine more documentaries will get released. It seems finally um, cross-dressing and like the wider world of like of gender fluid and other things like that. Um, it's getting more media coverage. And I think that's a, a big reason why there are so many misconceptions about cross-dressing um, and to even drag to some extent, because there's no media coverage of anything other than just this stereotype um, until now. So
1: um, yeah, hopefully. yeah, exactly. But well, like, you know, drag race is great. It's it's a really good thing. But I think, uh, and yeah, and then going back to Scaredy Cat again, you know, I guess that was quite a good gender norm breaker because it's like, you know, you don't have to be gay to be a drag queen. Uh, and it's like um, I think it's Disturb Arena from um, uh, Dragula, um, not this season, but the season before. Again, another um, I think bi or straight a drag queen you know who had a family as well so but well, they're not saying that obviously you know g- g- uh, gay drag queens can have families too but just saying that um they have it, it's like in in a normal scenario that would be a man who had a family but the point is that he's doing uh, you know drag he's in drag and he's doing that he's he's also quite effeminate and that is a really mm-hmm. nice thing to see and i think those kind of situations are what is going to break down a lot more of this kind of barriers wall um and and everyone you know there's room for everyone to exist within that community but i'm just saying that examples like that should be more highlighted because it is such a and that's why those cross-dressing documentaries are really important the only thing i'd say about the cross-dressing documentaries is that it like me to she is it's a shame that they well, hopefully, maybe in the future they'll do, you know, she to he kind of thing, and um, because there are women who present as men as well, you know, and there's a lot of them. Um, I
0: I saw a couple of comments about that saying was there like a makeover service, but like it's for like women who want to look like men. Yeah, absolutely, that would be really cool to see.
1: I mean, I, I with the risk of sounding a little bit um you know maybe uh, divisive here, I'm just going to say that. I think, at least how I perceive society now, I think it's, it is actually, in most cases, it's fine for women. Like I don't think women get so much of a backlash for wearing trousers or. for well, they don't. To be a bit masculine in now, whereas I think men still do, and and you know yeah. I am going to defend it a little bit. I know that women get a hard time as well, and and it's not it's not equal. Um, but I will say that when it comes to things like that, I can understand why why they choose to focus on on male to female as opposed to the other way around um mm. but it'd be nice to see all facets of that community being celebrated and, and highlighted i think
0: it would absolutely yeah it would um it would really be interesting and i i understand where you're coming from so yeah like it's like i'm like not all saying that women have easy because they absolutely fucking don't are like, the things that we find annoying like, we can like flick a switch basically with the mild annoyances we have on social media when we're out but women have to do this on like a regular basis however in this very specific circumstance yeah it's um as far as society goes um women they can wear like shirts and, um, and trousers and everything and for the most part get away with it whereas obviously
1: um i, I don't know if you've like been heckled out in public before um, um i think i had i've had a couple of comments but i think i'm kind of fortunate in a way because i or at least I put a lot of time and effort into it. So where I go out, I often, you know, I try and look as, as feminine as possible. And I'm not saying obviously that, obviously, but I think there's a lot of people in the group who have still got a long way to come and they know that they have got a long way to, to go. It's a journey
0: and not everyone is at the same. And that's fine. It's not like a race or
1: anything. Everyone but, makes their own advances at different paces and that's fine. Yeah. But I think in a sense, they probably, I you know for me it's like I don't really get that much negative attention but then maybe it's just because of my face <laughs> I've always got like a I think I've probably always got like a resting bitch face but um
0: uh I feel that <laughs> yeah
1: I, I, feel I, that. But I don't really get that much negativity I find it often goes towards other people in the group or and it, I think it i'm this is not me saying they need to get better at makeup and they need to be more passable i'm just saying that maybe because it, it's more obvious in some ways because they are beginners and they're still learning but it's more obvious to people that it's wrong they see it as wrong because it's like you you're either one or the other and i think um it, obviously that that is in certain situations you'll still get you'll get bad comments from whatever you are even if you're trans and you've you spent 20 years um, and you've gone through all the processes So yeah. there's, there's a Although lot Some people are
0: going to be shit regardless, yeah, but obviously. Yeah, no, I totally understand that, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, yes. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. It is.
0: It is. Right, to round us off, do you have, because this is the royal tea, and I thought this would be a wonderful way for you to potentially spill a bit of your own tea? Um if you so wish, do you have a controversial opinion on anything? Or what could be seen as a controversial opinion? Controversial
1: opinion on anything. Um uh, I do have controversial opinions on lots of things. Um mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to think what what oh, there's so much, there's a plethora. Um, uh, uh, um I I don't like it when people eat uh fish in front of me that's that's just horrible
0: why that's so specific
1: how come you mean just the because smell i'm a vegetarian like... and it smells really bad yeah i actually at work at the minute i've had a lot of people eating really because i work in a health like a, a, a well it's a, a, that word is bad um like i work in an organic food shop so it's quite a you, you know you, you you get a lot of people eating things like kimchi or. Um, really pungent things and I'm there going oh my god you know I'm just trying to eat my soup in the corner like you know, just, <laughs> so things that really offend my nose I can't I can't deal with but, um, and also people who I don't think this is very controversial though but people who walk really slowly I actually get really angry at them Oh, I, I, told, I agree so I, I
0: walk really far too quickly but slow walkers do my absolute heading in and there yeah. are so many of them in York it is the most ugh.
1: Yeah. It's, but it's almost like they, they just sort of own the road as well. They just sort of wander on the path like like it like you know it's theirs to, to own. So that really frustrates me. It really or well, they'll, well, they'll be on their phones like this, just sort of walking the whole way and you're like, Hello <laughs> Move out of the way. It's sort so, of like I
0: don't have any self awareness where so like whenever I'm like going on my phone, if I'm changing the song on my phone, if I need to quickly reply to a message, I will like go off to kind of the side of the path. So it's like if there's anyone behind
1: me they can they have a very just... clear way of going past me. Yeah, or people that really like randomly stop as well. That's really annoying. I'll just stop in the middle of the road, and you're like, "Hello, I'm right," you know, in the path, and you're you're right behind them. You're like, "Hello," it's like, "What are you? What are
0: you doing?" It's like, I'm blessed yeah, to
1: be. That's, that's really frustrating too.
0: Um, so slow walkers and people who eat fish. But <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> well, just that's, offensive, that's just that's quite offensive-smelled food, smelling food. I can't, I can't deal with it.
0: Um, so, no, I could, I can get on board with that. Um, so it's like I've had some nasty experiences on trains with people who decide to eat people who that are oh, the oh, audacity to, to me.
1: Yeah, that's the worst because you're you're trapped. Yeah, bus. you can't bus. Yeah. you can't escape. Oh god, it's not good. um,
0: so I, I totally understand that. Um Right, I think that about um, wraps us up here. So thank you so much, Lucy, for joining me here today and having a bit of a natter. It's been,
1: it's been wonderful. It's, it's been so a much. pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure, my darling. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> a pleasure, a pleasure. Absolute um, pleasure. I look forward
0: to um, seeing you um, at Lexi Shake, seemingly. Yeah, same. Kind of we of, Yeah, we need lots of pictures as well. We, we do. We need to get yeah Yeah, we don't we really don't um the documentary gal (laughs) they get pictures
1: of us don't we yeah Um, before we go i just have to say this podcast is 100 percent royalty free ah i love that that's absolutely wonderful
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right that's brilliant thank you all so much for listening i have been your host lexi royal and until next time goodbye good night